Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
show. Great to be with you. Happy Thursday. Um, We have a huge show tonight. We have cybersecurity expert, entrepreneur, and best-selling author, Michael Doherty. We will be calling in. We'll be having um, Josh Bernstein on the show tonight. He hosts a very popular show, The Josh Bernstein Show, a great political show. Mike Zola will be calling in. Um, James Sharma will be calling in. We also will be having Gianni call in, as always, Gianni Rodriguez. Um, we are very excited, though. We have a, a lot going on. Um, the, very, the great news overnight was President Trump, the, the miracle man that he is, um, got back our, our three American prisoners from North Korea. I mean, it's, and he did it with his strategic brilliance and unbelievable mindset. I mean, he, this guy is, is a miracle worker. This guy is a machine. Nobody can do what he can do. You know, he is something, it's, it's, un, it's unreal. It, it is unreal that we have all these world leaders now respecting us, now, you know, showing us all of this uh, praise and, and, and wanting to come together all because of President Trump. You know, Kim Jong-un, you know, w- wants to now be on good terms 
because we see President Trump set a firm guideline, set a firm standard of of what of what needed you know needed to be done. And and we're looking and we're looking at all of this, and and, and you know Trump is you know Trump getting these prisoners back. First of all, it's un, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely amazing. You know, it, it's something that we we couldn't even have seen happening months ago. You know, this, this months ago, um, Trump and Kim Jong Un were, you know, in a huge, um, you know, fight back and forth. But now, it's it, it's absolutely it's incredible, and uh, you know, we're seeing something. Like never, like never before. This is like never before. Like these prisoners, Trump, with his skills, with his, you know, with his power, with his mentality, with his attitude, with his toughness, made this happen. No other president could have done this. No other president, you know, it's, and it was a poll came out recently. Trump has fulfilled 70% of his agenda in his first year. 70%. Most presidents don't even fulfill 10% in their first year in their whole eight years. So I want to play a few clips, um, you know, tr- and Iran, as we know, uh, I talked about this on the show the other day. It was so great getting out of the Iran deal. Um, the, the, one of the worst deals in history. We give them billions of dollars. We get nothing in return. We all know the Obama administration strongly profited off of that deal and filled their own pockets. Uh, which is absolutely disgraceful, and giving giving the biggest terror the the, the, the nation uh, with the biggest you know terrorist groups uh, access to nuclear weapons absolutely disgraceful, and you know now we have we have President Trump, and he's going to be there's an announcement that he'll be meeting with Kim Jong Un on June 12th, June 12th it's official it's announced. It's it's here, and it's it, it's it's oh my god! Can you imagine everybody on national TV? President Trump and Kim Jong Un are going to be sitting down. In it's it's unreal. It's like something we will it's never seen before. I mean, I I can't wait. And the fact that Kim Jong Un released the prisoners before the meeting goes to show that President Trump is on offense with this whole thing. Kim Jong Un is going to be is going to be blowing Trump and sucking up to Trump, just like all these world leaders have. All these world, certain world leaders have threatened Trump, and it totally backfires on those world leaders, because in the in, in the end they're going to have to negotiate with Trump and make a deal with Trump and be on good terms with Trump because there's no more taking advantage of the U.S. But I want to play these clips real quick. Um, Trump on Iran earlier today, you know, with Iran making threats and stuff. Uh, Two five. President Trump now uh, speaking at the cabinet room. Let's listen. Will it be at the DMZ? It will not be there. You deserve the Nobel Prize. Everyone thinks so, but I would never say it. You know what I want to do? I want to get it finished. The prize I want is victory for the world, not for even here. I want victory for the world because that's what we're talking about. So that's the only prize I want. Uh, everything can be scuttled. Everything can be scuttled. Doesn't mean a lot of things can happen. A lot of good things can happen. A lot of bad things can happen. I believe that we have 
Both sides want to negotiate a deal. I think it's going to be a very successful deal. I think we have a really good shot at making it successful. But lots of things can happen. And, of course, you'll be the first to know about it if it does. But I think we have a really good chance to make a great deal for the world. Thank you very much. And what, what, are you, what are you going to do if Iran starts up their nuclear program again? Say it. What are you going to do if Iran starts up their nuclear program again? Iran will find out. They're going to find out. I don't think they should do that. I would advise Iran not to start their nuclear program. I would advise them very strongly. If they do, there will be very severe consequence. Okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Let's go. So there you have it. And, and, you know, the president is absolutely right. If Iran even tries to cross our, you know, our military or tries to send nuclear missiles our way, Iran will be wiped out in about two seconds. You know, like I said on my program the other night, sure, Iran has, you know, some nuclear weapons and they have some, so they have missiles capabilities, but not nearly to the extent and power of what the U.S. military has in terms of missiles and, um, you know, nukes. So we would destroy them in about two seconds. And for them to come after us, for them to make threats to us is the dumbest fucking thing, especially if they act on these threats, Iran because they're going to be really sorry, and their turbines, you know, are, are going to be, you know, badly, badly burned, badly burned, burned in these bombings. We're not, we're not fucking with these people. You know, we're seriously, we're sick of the radicalization. We're sick of these, this Islamic bullshit. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to fly anymore. You know, we're putting a stop to it, for real, like seriously. Um, I need to play this other clip. Um, obviously, this is a huge deal, Trump, of uh, bringing these prisoners home, their families. This is great for America. This is a huge achievement. This is Nobel Peace Prize. You know, Trump absolutely, without a doubt, deserves it. Let's face it, Obama got it for just being black and for doing nothing. Obama got it. So, you know, it, it was, you know, just a little ridiculous. Um, so, but Trump, you know, doesn't really care about it because it's a liberal, it's mostly a liberal prize, but he absolutely deserves it, without a doubt. But, uh, you know, I want to play you a clip about uh, the prisoners being home, but Trump is more concerned about world peace and everybody being happy than a stupid prize. Um, two, two, seven. We're going to announce that in three days. Sir. Within three days. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. achievement will be, this is a part of it, but will be when we denuclearize that entire peninsula. This is what people have been waiting for for a long time. We very much appreciate that he allowed them to go before the meeting. It was sort of understood that we'd uh, be able to get these three terrific people during the meeting and bring them home after the meeting. And he was nice in letting them go before the meeting. I mean, frankly, we didn't think this was going to happen, and it did. And I, I must tell you, I want to pay my warmest respects to the parents of Otto Warmbier, who is a great young man who, who really suffered. And his parents have become friends of ours. They are spectacular people. 
Very well said. Hello, Michael Doherty. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Cybersecurity expert, entrepreneur, best-selling author. How are you, my friend? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm in Florida, guys, and it's uh, beautiful. And uh, I was watching Trump on the Indiana feed today, and I was, I, I laughed. Yep. I thought it was like he was in a, a Vegas show. I've never seen anyone have so much fun going off script. He was just I, on a roll. <laughs> he he was great. The the, uh, the 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 Indiana rally today. I watched it, and he was you know, and he didn't get any sleep. And I and I say it all the time. The guy's a machine. The guy is yeah. a uh, he's a robot. He, he's a miracle man. And and what he's accomplished in one year, no presidents don't even do in eight years. I mean, this guy um, is something else. And you know, like I was talking on my show just a little bit ago, I, the, he brought these people, these prisoners, home way beforehand. We have all the we have these world leaders that make these threats, and then in the end, it backfires on them, and they have to make deals with Trump because they have no choice. Otherwise, Trump's going to, you know, shit down their neck. You know, we, it, it, it's one of those things where with Obama, we didn't have that. Everybody took advantage of Obama, all these world leaders. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it, it's just so entertaining. I mean, the, the thing that's scary to me about Obama yeah. – <clears throat> Was about a while. Like I've said it a million times before. Is that the lessons we learned about Obama? We learned we were children. You know, we learned that you know if you run around on on the playground and you say I, I'm really nice, don't hurt me, you're gonna get the snappy out of it. <laughs> right. You know, this just doesn't work. You know, and that there are bad people, and bad people do not respond to I'm really nice, don't hurt me. Here's a flower. And uh, I, and it's a, what's amazing though now versus 20 years ago is how much utter viciousness we have seen through our communication skills. I mean, there's so much viciousness that we forget about all the viciousness. Like today, I was thinking about the guy, you know, the, the Lebanese guy. I believe it was Lebanese that was burned by ISIS, where he was put in a cage, and they didn't even light him on fire. No, they had a trail behind him. So he had to think about it for a couple minutes. I mean, they're they're beyond barbaric, and they act like we think everyone over there is barbaric, and we don't. But, you know, we have total security to get on airplanes, and we don't think everyone's a hijacker. So this selective perception of of that, you know, we're trying to protect ourselves from a very, very dangerous barbaric minority uh, gets twisted into something from a really dangerous crowd. And the cool thing I like is that people are starting to speak up, but they're fed up with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, There was a new poll that just came out the other day and with the midterms coming up, the Democrats are now only ahead of the Republicans by three percentage points at, at one point, two weeks ago, they were up by 12 percentage points to Democrats. Now they're only up by well, 3 percentage points. Right, and let's not forget about the lying polls. Okay, so you've got yes. when you've got the margin for error for lying, manipulation, gaslighting, and, and hunkering down, we're up by 6. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just – it's crazy. It, it's sad to realize how much nonstop – without boundary lying goes on. 
Yeah. But it does. So true. Oh, it's so true. And, you know, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, you have Trump doing all these amazing things, bringing these prisoners home from North Korea that Obama couldn't successfully accomplish. And you have President Trump, uh, you know, doing all of these things. So getting out of the Iran nuke deal that, you know, could have potentially, the Iran nuke deal could have potentially killed us in the future. I mean, if Iran is the, one of the bleeding terrorist nations, if not the leading terrorist nation in the world. But it's, it just blows my mind all the criticism and all the backlash that this president has got. But if Obama would have done this, they would have treated him like a saint. They would have well, treated him like he's so terrifying about, I mean, look, I mean, you know, Trump gets up at two in the morning to meet these three guys for Korea. We have Benghazi yeah. and, and, you know, and, and Obama's sleeping through it. And the other thing is he, he gave them billions of dollars. I mean, in the middle of the night, he knew it was wrong. He hit it. I mean, I don't, I'm not so, I'm not, I'm not so appalled by Obama because there's no surprise. I'm appalled by the, the vast number of stupid, gullible people. Right. That's, that's the dangerous part. It's there. Too many people are naive. Yeah. I used to think naive. Then I try to have discussions with them and I, I don't know. I think people, go to great lengths to protect their worldview zone. And, you know, it's really, it's, we're very comfortable in this country. We, we don't really know a lot about true poverty and pain and corruption like the rest of the world does. I mean, look at Venezuela and there's what, there's a million trying to get into Colombia today or yesterday. I mean, you know, it's really, there's so much, we just don't, we just can't fathom that stuff. And so we're just naive. And then we, we just don't want to. And because we're cushioned in with this media theater and our borders that are ocean, um, you know, we, we just, we're just sitting ducks. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, with the, without a doubt we are. And Hey, Gianni, are you there? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Michael. I thought I thought there was another caller on the line. No, I thought there was a ring um, too. So I was, yeah. Yeah, I I, I I thought it was Gianni for a second. Um, but yeah, you know, it's um the, the thing about you know people were looking at what the Democrat, you know, like Nancy Pelosi, for instance, came out the other day. And says she, if she wins Speaker of the House, God help us. I, you know, I can't even believe she's running. Jesus Christ! Oh I mean, God. you talk about it. she and, and the Democrats. And if they get power, you know, in the midterms, they want to go back and raise taxes. They want to, you know, they want to do everything opposite of what Trump is doing. What, you know, it, it's disgraceful. You well, know what I mean? I mean yeah. But it, it, it's what's really amazing is the shamelessness of of how they just double down. And when have you seen people fail? And when they fail, the road to success is to continue doing what you did to fail, but only do it three times as much. 
I mean, that's that's what we've got going on here. And it's pretty amazing stuff. But that's because that's the way the House of Representatives is set up. I mean, Congress is set up to be messy and it's be, to be conflicted. And you have your own little voices. So we have we have Nutso Town, you know, in San Francisco. And we've got those idiots that are in their own echo chamber. And then you add up the um, the media. And then you have a, a, a false, a distorted uh, view of how many people actually think like she does. And that has an effect on people that don't have an opinion. Because people that don't have an opinion tend to follow the herd. So, so that's, that's what happens when you get this type of craziness. And, and it's at such an extreme now, at least it is starting to backfire. But, but the pendulum just swung so far. I mean, you know, it, it didn't surprise me that people would maybe buy it. But when they buy it and then it fails and it harms them and it's a lie and, then the, and, you know, and the results come back in and people still buy it, that's the craziest part. You know, so look at look at medicine and how uh, everyone's paying a ton more. Basically, all Obama did was give all the country catastrophic care, drove costs up, annoyed physicians, drove practitioners out of the out of the market, starved rural hospitals, and there's this illusion that the poor have better health care. It's a lie. You know, and, but but how? How is it that so many people don't get the lie when they're paying so much more? This is what blows my mind. I really, I mean, I really thought that that once the once the, the you know once the hammer hits you on the head and you feel the hammer in the head, you don't ask for another hammer. And these people are going, oh, I'll take another hammer. <laughs> I just, I just, this is the scary part to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like when it's like when do you it's like when do you learn, you know? Because I'm from you know where I'm originally from is Seattle, which is very very liberal, like to right. the point where we're talking we're talking San Francisco liberal. We're talking as liberal. I used to live in Portland. I got you. Okay, so you know Portland's exactly the same with politics wise. It's it's <laughs> terrible. It's awful. It it's it's literally. The way they waste taxpayer dollars, the way they—I mean, it's the Democrat ideology doesn't care or doesn't give two craps about economics. I mean, it's all about the social, uh, you know, bull, bull, bull crap agenda. I mean, it's, 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 you know, getting control of the gays. You know, it's having control of, you know, the blacks, and it's, it's definitely. A form of slavery. It's a form. It's a. It's a form of plantation owning. I mean, the control. The way they want control is no different. You know, obviously it's more subtle than you know the the 1960s. But you know what I mean. I mean that the it's what they don't truly care. They care about the votes, and they 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 claim they're this these heroes for women. They're these heroes for the minority community. But all we've seen with the minority community is it get poorer and poorer under democratic leadership. And all we've seen with, you know, I mean, what, what have they really done with women, you know, women's rights? I mean, except abuse and overly uh, take advantage of the Planned Parenthood, which some of the stories that come out are absolutely horrific and horrifying. 
I mean, it's just terrible to hear some of this stuff. It's, it, um, you know, it doesn't make a lot of logical sense to me. You know, they go and protest all this gun violence and all of this, uh, you know, assault rifles, which there's no such thing, but in their own mind, that's what they think. Um, it's not called, it's not, it's the, the word assault rifle. How about assault knife? How about assault vehicle? But anyways, my point is they want to protest people getting killed with guns. But what about all these babies that are getting killed by abortions every year? Because those numbers are a hell of a lot more than gun violence. I can tell you that much. So the left is so hypocritical in so many ways. But, but this is all, this is all standard playbook. It is. It's not the words. It's the extremist words. Again, I always talk about. It, it's like all you have to do is look at children, right? Okay. So when a kid, when two small kids get in a fight and they're like three or four years old, what happens? Yeah. The one that usually wins is the loudest screamer, the biggest temper tantrum thrower. The one, and, and if you're taught that you get your way by shutting you up by giving you, you your way, then you learn that that's a trigger and that's what you do. And, and, the, and the media does this, and, and the left does it, and they do it all the time. I don't know if you just saw today, by the way, uh, the, the, the guy, I think it was a guy that, that tried to get a restraining order from the guy that organized, from the, the, the conservative guy at Berkeley, who organized, you know, the Ben uh, Shapiro stuff and the and the, um, and the Ann Coulter visit that got canceled? Uh, this party went after him for a restraining order, and they got a temporary one, but they lost at the permanent one, and they got awarded uh, attorney's fees. They had to pay for attorney's fees, but the amount they they have no boundaries, and rarely do they get slapped back, and, and take such an extreme to slap them back. They get away with it. Right. There's no there's no there are no controls for this. And they're it's like it's like lawful people stand there dumbfounded at the utter crazy behavior of these people. And I and that's it's kinda of like when you get you know, it's like when you get ripped off. If you've ever had a burglary or had a, you know, your pocket picked the first thing that happens to you is shock and numbness and bewilderment. And while you're standing there in that time, and this is where I think a lot of society is, when you're standing there shocked and bewildered, the bad guy, the thief or the conner, or the liar, uses that time and takes advantage of you. And that's what goes on. And we have to become wiser. And I think we're turning a corner, which is why people are not offended by Trump. See, Trump... This is what the what drives the left crazy. I mean, Trump is being breaking the rules in your face. They're, they've come at him with – they've thrown everything at him. The NBC tapes, you know, now we have Stormy Daniels, and they will not stop. And they just don't get that they've got no credibility for this. Because even if it's true – at worst, it's a tie ball game with Clinton and Obama. At worst, in which it isn't. And those people had no moral outrage when that was going on. None. So no one's right. going to listen to them. And this is like the spoiled kid that throws a temper tantrum, and one day it just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you know? And I'm hoping that's where we're at. Absolutely. And I'm hoping come and, November uh, we kick their butt. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I just want to make sure, Gianni, are you on the line? Yeah, I was on the. I'm on the line now. Yeah. Okay, Gianni from are. New York, my my, my co-host. Um, good to have you on, man. Um, well, but yeah, my, Michael, Michael Doherty, everybody. If in case you're just joining us, everyone, uh, get the call-in numbers two one three nine four three three eight two eight. We are live with Michael Doherty, best-selling author, entrepreneur, cybersecurity expert. Uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to get into a lot of different things. Exciting show. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, Michael, as you were saying, um, I know you've been listening. you have any thoughts? Uh, no, actually, I just got just got back on, actually. I was on uh, at the beginning of the show on my way to work, and then my phone died. I had to come home, charge it up, and then call back. So I haven't heard really anything that was, that's been going on. So I'm just, you know, just tuning in. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, well, Michael, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, there's only, you know, with all the scandals, with all the with all the BS, with all the nonsense, with all the gibberish, with all the corruption, with all the visible evidence in front of people's eyes for all this time from the Democratic Party, but yet they still vote Democrat. But we, we have a lot of people that have woken up, but when is it going to, you know, when is... I mean, I know people, you can't wake everybody up and we can't slap everybody's face and tell them to, you know, stop drinking in the Kool-Aid, uh, you know. But it, it, it's so – it's like comedy when, like, Chuck Schumer or any of these, uh, you know, oh Democratic politicians talk. Or, or that – what's that guy, uh, Solwell, the guy from California? God, he's a joke. Um, Eric Solwell. They're so bad. But it's I like, mean, how can anyone take this seriously? Like, how can anybody vote? It's like they're acting. They're actors. But but there's, but I've seen it. I've spent a lot of time on the Hill. And I'm telling you, it's like, you know, it's remember that movie, The Sixth Sense, where, where he said, I see dead people? And, Hell, and like, I got water. Cap- I, go, <laughs> I go to Capitol Hill and I see stupid people. And, I, I mean, these people come up to these senators and they treat them like they're rock stars. And they've got this. As their goal. I mean, yeah. believe me, there are tons of them out there. So all they, they, you're invisible to people like Schumer and these politicians. It's, they're just, they play them like violins. They just play them like violins. And what's, the difference is, look, both sides play their constituents like violins. But I will tell you there's a big difference when it comes to crime. And the, the Democrats will ignore everything and anything for a win. And I mean anything and everything. And that includes crime and corruption and, and violating women, as we've seen with their selective perception on the Me Too movement. I mean, you see it over and over and over. I mean, you know, I mean, as if, as if Obama didn't use drones to kill tons and tons of people, as if Obama didn't do anything that now they're screaming Trump's thing, it's just theater to these people. And the people that are drinking the Kool-Aid have got to understand this is just theater they think you are a oh, yeah. fool in the audience and they're just trying uh, to get enough you know, fools to vote for them hey here's the thing though you know when all those drone attacks were happening and when obama was deporting all these different people and when obama was doing all this you didn't see the outrage you didn't see the outrage like they do with trump i mean the, the media you know the the, the, the over 
dramatic uh, nonsense is uh, it's something else, I tell you. And uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, in 18, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm feeling the momentum here. I'm really, it won't be amazing if we get rid of a lot of the retiring congressmen that are basically rhinos and bring in new blood and really get things going. And then we have a couple of Supreme Court justices retire, and oh boy, oh boy, you know, you're going to see things actually start working pretty well around here. Because I want to say, um, listen, it's it's not yeah. all just Democrats, folks. It, it, there's it's establishment Republicans, it's bureaucrats. I mean, the Democrats and the Republicans are a teeny teeny minority compared to the thousands of bureaucrats, and that's where the real trouble lies, and that's where the real corruption is, and we don't understand that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's not a, um, it, it's so you know what. And what these politicians are actually capable of behind closed doors is the scariest part to think about. You know what I'm saying? Like all these backdoor corrupt deals and, you know, benefiting their own pockets and, you know, sometimes can be put people in harm's way. You know, we see all these world leaders that are owned, uh, these especially, you know, um, a lot of these like Trudeau, Macron, uh, Andrew oh, Merkel. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, but but there there's you know he, he's such a he's such a wimp. But you know you know uh, we have a lot of senators like that too that are owned by the wrong people, which is scary to think about because if you really think about how much power a politician has, especially if they're a senator or or if they're in that you know sort of uh, arrangement. I mean. It, <laughs> You know, we, we've seen we've seen it with our own eyes. We've seen people get convicted. We've seen people get away with it. We've seen, uh, and it's a lot of you know a lot of this comes from dirty Middle Middle East money. Well, and you know, it's funny to say that I was in I was in London like five times last year, and what I didn't know, and I think I'm yeah. right. If anyone hears that I'm wrong, let me know. But I, I was told that the, the Middle East money any anyone can bring money into England and buy something, and, and they don't really have to account for it. And so a ton of Middle East money comes is coming in the city and buying up real estate to have solid assets, and then they don't even move in. So there's all these high-end, and it's a drive prices up. They're just basically yeah. saving their money in bricks and mortar. And then the shop owners suffer because there's no shoppers because no one really lives in them. It's amazing stuff. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's such a mess in in Europe and the UK right now. It's really unbelievable. I mean, you talk <laughs> about Muslims invading your land. I mean, that's all they're doing there is invading. They're 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 doing got freaking prayers in the streets, and you got rows of them taking over and all these stabbings. And you know who's the little piece of shit is that little Saudi Khan, that little Muslim little wimpy mayor who's the, he's like hey, that guy's the devil. That guy. You know, oh, in he, London, he, yeah, that little well, guy, it's all little political guy correctness. It's all political correctness, and it's 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 like it's all political correctness, and it's and people are, you know, the polite sit there and are shocked while they're being fleeced, and that's what's happened to the UK. I mean, and you finally have to stand up and and see they'll exploit your patriotism, they exploit your etiquette, they exploit your respect. 
They exploit your classy behavior, and they force you to get down in the dirt with them. And the reason Trump is successful is he's like, okay, I'll get down in the dirt, and then it stops working. You know, and 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 I crack up like with this, uh, you know, when 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 Trump cancels the Iranian deal yesterday, and then you know, and then Obama writes so this awesome. massive long, so great. He, uh, Right, and then uh, he, you know Obama starts writing this stuff. I'm like, yeah, no one's going to read that Barack except your echo chamber. So. Barack Hussein, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a um, you know he and we all know, and I talked about this on my show the other day that the Obama administration and Obama himself. And John, and then we know John Terry and all those characters involved with Obama. They 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 benefited, you know, in their personal pockets. That's that why they were so desperate to save the deal. They were so desperate in saying, "Oh, this is so great for America," but they were only out for themselves. They're only, I mean, they knew this was a terrible deal. Trump even classified it as one of the worst deals he ever read in his life. Oh my gosh! And this is this is how what are we just we give them billions them of dollars and get nothing in return, and they get nuclear weapons in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, and bags it's, it's of terrifying. cash dropped off of the plane. <laughs> it's um, you know, I I, I you really uh, it, it, the whole thing has got to implode. It, it just has to. And uh, so, you know, the work has just begun. So this is a really important election because that house, they're, they're going to it's, – it's clear what the Democrats' plan is. And the Democrats' plan is to completely ruin the, the, the term by stopping yep. him from being able to put anyone in. Now, here's the irony. A right. businessman hates committees anyway. So he probably, he's probably fine with it light. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, the government can't operate? Good. <laughs> like, right. Good, right. And here, and I, and I thought a lot about that. You know, um, I, I thought a lot about that. Let's just say hypothetically, the Democrats take over take over the majority. Let's just say they do, and they want to stall Trump's agenda. Trump can also stall their agenda in a way. He can veto. Or, you know, to take away anything they try to put into place. If they want to play hardball, he can play hardball. And here's another thing, though. They're going to have to work together. But I don't see the Democrats taking control. I see the Republicans winning in the midterms, especially yeah, the but, – but then the Republicans have to do something. I mean, then right. the Republicans have to really do something. And the establishment Republicans are participating in, 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 in slowing Trump down. <laughs> And so uh, that's like a supermajority, and the people are going to get sick of it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, how the power is going to shift. And it's really going to be yeah. interesting to see who wins in Arizona with all this going on. Oh, well, on. I'm, uh, well here, here's what's going on. I'm, I'm helping out Joe Arpaio, who's the uh, – he has, he has really good favor abilities right now, and uh, – Joe Arpaio is really good friends with President Trump, and uh, you know I, I'm close with Joe Arpaio. I'm helping him with his campaign. I was uh, I was at his office the other day. I'm at a, I've been at his office a few times a week. He's a good friend of mine. But we're you know we feel really good about Joe Arpaio winning Arizona. And as you know, he's America's toughest sheriff, and uh, you know he's going to Washington D.C. for the people and to help his good friend President Trump. I mean it's, it's so he's uh, running for the flake seat, right? <laughs> 
Yes, yes. Right. So what happens what happens when uh um um McCain passes away? John what McCain, happens with his seat? So, you know, that that's you know, there there's been certain reports about that. And, I, and one of my headlines tonight, what I was going to start talking about was John McCain needs to retire because he's still not giving up his seat. Uh, but people are advising him to retire, 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 uh, because we need somebody else to fill that spot that's competent, that's healthy, and, you know, that can, you know, hold themselves up. I mean, McCain's health is in terrible shape. I mean, he's already planning for his damn funeral. Um, you know, so we need somebody in that seat that uh, is, is competent and, uh, you know, knows what they're doing and it has good leadership skills. You know, Arpaio is, will be a fantastic senator, uh, you know, and I think he has a really good chance. I'm not a big fan of Kelly Ward. A lot of people make a big deal about Kelly Ward in Arizona. She's a Republican. She's got some Trump supporters. The majority of Trump supporters are with Arpaio. Um, and then there's Martha McSally, who's establishment, who, you know, we don't really want establishment. We want outsiders. So, right. you know, so there's there's three options. But, you know, I think Joe Arpaio has the best chance. Um, I think, you know, he – I've seen a lot I've seen a lot of strong positives in the last week or two that give – that hit at um, – that hint at, uh, you know, just him, uh, I, I see him winning. I just see it. I, I just see a, a path. I really do. I mean, his, um, his support uh, is still there. And, and, and the for, Democrat, for the Democrat well, who's the Democrat woman running against him? Uh, the, the Democrat running against him is, um, w- the Democrat running against the Senate is uh, Kristen Cinema down here in Arizona. That's right. Um, um, I just real quick, I want to welcome to the show um, Josh Bernstein, host of the Josh Bernstein Show. Um, how are you, Josh? Um, Josh, you can find Josh's show on Amazon, uh, Hulu. Uh, you can find it on um, all, all these different channels, YouTube. Um, he's got a bunch of – he's got a big series going on right now. It's uh, doing well. Um, and, uh, you know, he, uh, we're, glad, we're glad he's with us, and he's got a lot of updates for us. Uh, Michael, I want you to stay on the line. Um, M- Michael, um, I-, I know I know Gianni's met Josh, but uh, Michael Doherty, uh, this is Josh Bernstein, by the way. I've been on Josh's show. How are you doing, Josh? <laughs> oh, hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing well, you wild man. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good, man. I remember um, you were on a while back. Uh, you were talking yep. about cybersecurity, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 and the yep. corrupt Federal Trade Commission, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, uh, that's we're, right. We're all just we, we're we're like catching them left and right, so they slow the game down. I've been waiting for the court to rule for a year, but uh, it's not looking it's not looking uh, it's looking pretty bad for the Fed. So that means they'll they'll slow walk it. But anyway, gotcha. good talking to you. Yeah, good talking to you. Hey, I'm yeah. going to ask you a question. Do you by any chance um, have Mark Weinstein's number? Mark Weinstein, if you're not sure who that is, he is the owner and founder of MeWe. And years ago, 2014, I know, I, I know Mark Weinstein. I had lunch. You do? With, he, lives okay. in, he lives in Silicon Valley. Yes, but he's one of us. He's actually a conservative. He's not one of you know the the leftists. And when okay, I so interviewed I, him in 2014, 
he was on my program, and at the time, he didn't found MeWe yet. He was, you know, doing privacy advocacy work and things like that. And I lost his number. I've reached out to him uh, on numerous occasions, but I want to talk to him uh, about uh, MeWe and seeing if we can really grow one of these um, platforms to take over Facebook. I've got a really awesome plan in store. Okay, i got to make sure it's the same guy. And is it W-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N? Yeah, Weinstein, Mark Weinstein. And, yeah, uh, and his, his Twitter handle is Mark Weinstein. Right. Probably, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So I'll, um, I will text this, what I have. I'll text it, okay. and then Rory can get it to you. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah no, I definitely appreciate that. And if you guys, you know, I, I I own several different businesses, and I do, a you know, a lot of different entrepreneur stuff. But if you guys ever need an app built, I own an app development company. So I build apps for a living. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. So if you guys ever need help, Mark's let me know. I got stuff here. I, 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 will, I will sit here, and I will text it right now, and then we're good. I, I had it with this yeah. other company, but I think the phone number still works. So um, Okay. And then, Rory, please send me that because, you guys, I have an idea. Honestly, I've got a very good idea how we can defeat Facebook and censorship. Part of the problem that conservatives have is right now we're too fractured. Hey, hey, wait, 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 Josh, Josh, don't give give your idea away too much, man. Like, I I don't want, uh, you know, know, anybody to steal it. Well, you know what? I'm not looking for credit, to be quite honest. I'm looking for a way to get rid of censorship. And it's an idea right. that I think would really work if we all got on the same page. So, you know what, uh, why don't you just send me Mark's number, and then um, I'll start working and developing the plan once I reach him, because I have a way that will absolutely crush Facebook. Crush it. And you okay, make, so I've got, you got his make stuff it? from his – I got his stuff from okay. his former company, which is still MeWe. I think it's changed. And, um, okay. and I'm texting it to him right now, but it should be okay. It should be okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Perfect. Perfect. And you want to make you want to make that you have something that you want to make into an app form, Josh? Not necessarily. Um, I want to get the brightest and best minds, maybe the top 100 conservatives in America. I want to get them all together, yeah. and I wouldn't do a conference in either Washington or New York or LA or wherever. Oh my God! Yeah. And okay. You totally have to invite me, man. I am so into that. Yeah. And what <laughs> yeah. I want to do, and, and I'll be me fine too. if anyone hears this, is I want to get the best and brightest conservative minds that are well known get together for one day without the media, without the press, get together, huddle together, and decide right then and there which one of these platforms we're all going to go to. And then when we decide, we then reach out to our fans and supporters and say, hey, look, we're all going to X platform. So forget the others. This is the one we're going for. In the next 72 hours, I want you to shut down your Facebook page, and I want you to sign up at X, Y, and Z. Could you imagine if we got millions and millions of conservatives in a 72 to 96-hour period to go to one platform? We would no longer be fractured uh, as, as as a conservative base. We would all be on the same page, and more than anything else, we would all have another new outlet to get our message out there. And that is the most important part of this. And I don't care who gets the credit for it. I want to get to a point where we're not censored, and this is going to be the best way to do it. And the reason I wanted to talk to Mark is because I feel as though that would be 
the best platform of them all. I'm not saying that it's going to be the, the one. I would want people to vote on which one they want to do. But I want to talk to him and get his pulse on whether or not he wants to be part of my idea. Well, which I'm Mark, quite sure Mark, is, Mark, is re- Mark is very ahead of the curve. I mean, he, um, he is. was all about privacy uh, before people understood how little privacy they have. I mean, he was, he's been ahead of this yep. like four years ago. And so exactly. and and that's when I had him on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I was just doing audio only, I had him on the show four years ago and I was impressed with him uh, back then. So I think that uh, if I'm able to reach him, I can figure out a way to save us from this censorship and really kick Mark Zuckerberg right where it hurts. Well, yeah. oh, absolutely. you got the number already. Yeah, I, do. I just got it. And you're talking about, you know, something that is 100% a huge issue. We see this with every, con- I mean, every major conservative has pretty much dealt with it. Uh, you know, but we see Diamond and Silk. We see Steven Crowder. We've seen, uh, you know, you, you, you Josh, have, have, have dealt with it. We've yeah. seen all these conservatives. Many times. Once they make... Yeah, once they make points and once they make, you know, facts and once they call somebody out, I mean, the censorship of Facebook not liking something and being being able to just delete it, it's disgraceful. And when and they have that much power over the people, it's it, it, it's it's a form of communism because they're taking away free speech and they're taking away, you know, <laughs> stuff that's on, you know, that that's your. I mean, it's it, it's it's absurd. Make no mistake about it. What happened in 2016, the left is going to do everything in their power to make sure it doesn't happen in 2018 or 2020. They do not want us to freely communicate. They do not want us to share freely our ideas, our thoughts, our articles, our posts, our pictures, our memes, whatever, our videos, our shows, our radio shows, our our television shows, everything. They want to shut that down. They have pressured Mark Zuckerberg and and Jack, whatever the heck his name is, at Twitter, and they've pressured all of these social media giants and said, never again. You are to do whatever you can to shut down opposition voices so that we can win in 2018 and in 2020. We've got to head this off now. This has been their plan. They let their plan slip out with all of the things that have been on. We saw the sham testimony with Mark Zuckerberg, which was an absolute joke. So the bottom line here is if we don't act now and do something now in the next five, six months before the election, you can kiss the midterms goodbye because we're not going to be able to communicate. Now, granted, President Trump is helping us out a lot, you know, getting out of the Iran deal and moving the the, uh, Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and now working on North Korea and getting these uh, Americans released and now hopefully peace with North Korea. I mean, these things are wonderful, incredible developments in a very short amount of time. And believe me when I say this, this could have a lot of legs for the midterm election. However, we've got to be able to communicate. And if we can't communicate, then we don't know what's going on in different swing states. We don't know what our buddies are doing in Ohio or Florida or North Carolina or Iowa or elsewhere. And that is why this is so vitally important that we do something and we do something yesterday. Yeah. And, 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 and you, you know, I, I know my, Michael, I know you want to respond. Go ahead. 
No, it's fine. I, I think the other thing that happens that we have to understand is that this thing's been going on slowly for a century, not since, uh, you know, 2008. And that uh, I, the biggest thing that we ignore that we, we, we've given away is, the is, first of all, having civics books that are, that are true and not fairy tales, because the government yeah. is no longer the three branches of government. That's just all a figurehead. Nope. And and nope. and then and then getting those civics books that are true in the hands of kids, and uh, and you know and the way to work around that is all the homeschoolers. I think that I think that's a really critical thing for a long term view because one of the reasons we've got these these kids doing these crazy things like you know thinking it's okay to shut down speech that you find offensive uh, is because they don't understand, and uh, you know then they're destined to repeat history. Because these, you know, idiot citizens like that, you know, support things like socialism and communism, and and ironically, they want people treated well, and then they get, and the people they want treated well get treated the worst, as you know, a million people are trying to flee Venezuela today. Yep, Michael's absolutely yeah, I mean, right. And the thing is, it's not Republican and Democrat. Once it becomes no. a communist regime, you're a subject. There is no political parties. Yep. You're a subject. You either agree with like, the government or you die. So that's how dumb eating, the Democrats are. Yeah, they're eating cats and they're eating dogs and they're eating, the, you know, literally uh, prostituting themselves in Venezuela just so they can survive and eat food. I mean, it's, it's sad. Like, people in the U.S. want socialism so bad and go protest on the streets for this uh, um, idiotic ideology but, you know, in, in Venezuela, it's not like they can't look and see what's going on, but yet we still have all these morons that are marching through the streets demanding socialism. And are they – do they not see – I mean, of course they see what's going on, but it just it, – it's, it's so – it's crazy. It's insane that, you know, people um, – and I think there's – you know, there's people – with the Democratic Party that still think the Democratic Party is the Democratic Party from 30 years ago. Like, there's certain people in that party that, you know, have, vote, have voted Democrat for the last 30, 40 years, and they still think it's the same party, and they haven't woken up. But there's others that are seeing the insanity, and they're just turning the other way, but they'll call out Republicans if Repu- – you, you, I mean, it, it's it, – there's, there's different things that just I find very odd. Well, there's always been people that have, you know, I mean, we've got so many spoiled little rich kids when it comes to just freedom in this country uh, mm-hmm, that yeah. these people don't have any experience to test their theories. They have their theories fail. I mean, you know, most yeah. people start out more liberal because it sounds nicer, and then they learn about life, and then they get, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, now I get it. You know, and these people right. are finding out that doesn't work later in life. So we have a larger, uh, we just have a larger population of clueless. You know, I, I don't even want to call them stupid. I want to call them just clueless because I think it's more more accurate. Just clueless. Well, the media, and you know what? You can the be media is not going to show pictures of Venezuela and people starving and you know diving in, the, in a dumpster looking for a peak pit. You know what I mean? They're not going to show right. these people eating you know zoo animals. Because it doesn't right. fit their agenda. And so they have to keep exactly. the people stupid. You know, I've always said yeah. that an educated voter to the Democrat Party is what kryptonite was to Superman. 
Because it absolutely right. crushes them. Which is why, which explains immigration. It's like, oh no, we just, we just want to, we don't have enough codependent people. We need some more. Right. Exactly. Oh, um, cloaked as if we're being nice, which is what they always do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and is it, isn't it fair to say there are those certain voters? Yes, there's those clueless voters, like you guys just mentioned. Absolutely. But I also see school voters that are stuck in their ways that have voted Democrat their whole life and have stayed that way. And there's people that will only ever vote Democrat. And, and a, the big, big problem in this country is not enough people have an open mind when it comes to politics. You know, they're so jaded with a lot of their ideologies that it's, it's hard to get through to them. It's true. Well, I mean, I have to say, until the tree falls down on you, it doesn't really whap you in, in you know, in attention. And that was why I, I'm a little disappointed Obamacare hasn't been even more popular in its failure. Because, look, people have busy, busy lives. We're allowed to be really busy in this country. We've got, we don't, we take all our wealth and freedom for granted, which is a, a, yep. a, a blessing. And and the tree doesn't fall down. I mean, I was busier than heck as a healthcare entrepreneur. And then the tree fell down on me, and I and everything I was taught, I found out wasn't true. And now I run around, really trying to warn people and educate them. And and, and you, I found out, you know what? People don't want their peace disturbed. They don't want their delusions. A lot of, you know, most people are followers. Most people, you know, don't right. don't want. To, they're they're they're. You got your cowards. You got your followers. You got your busy. You know. And and it has to it has to hit them at home, and that's usually the pocketbook. So you know this whole Obamacare thing. I'm like that's that's a wake up call where the media doesn't want to report it or not. You you do your health care these days. You learn you basically don't have any unless you have some huge expensive emergency. Right, right. It's true. Yeah, I mean it's. And you remember, you remember Obama's lie. You can keep your doctor. You can keep your plan. I mean, you know, and then it's people still want to call the guy uh, a hero. People still want to call the guy on the left. They still praise him, and they they don't even call him out for his lie. I mean, that was one of the biggest scandals of all time, in my opinion. I mean, Obamacare is the biggest sham, perhaps, uh, in political history. It's one of them for sure. But the scary part yeah. about that is if people don't get it, I mean, here's the thing. If you screw people over that bad and you don't get held accountable, you're emboldened to do it in some other way. That's the scary part. If they get to just hose the health care of this country and no one gets to toss them out. You know, and we only get to the ballot box so often, and that's why this election is so important because, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, you – you lose uh, in your midterms when you're the president. Well, you know what? We got to change that. And and it's uh, and I'm I'm I I actually will be I still be more surprised if we lose the house. I don't I just don't think I don't get how people could actually lose. I don't know how they could vote so Democrat. I, I think I think they'll hold all the California seats that are currently uh, uh, red. So we'll see. Well, I, I think um, that if you think about what Obama did in eight years, President Trump has already been able to undo in two. Uh, Iran deal got out of it. TPP got out of it. Got the uh, Keystone Pipeline going. Opened up Anwar. That's something that you know has been trying to be done for 25, 30 years. Got rid of the individual mandate. Uh, right now, for the most part, DACA is suspended. 
So, you know, there's a lot of things that have already been undone, thank God, by, uh, by President Trump in only two years. So I'm loving the fact that, you know, he's still doing these things and undoing all of these things and getting rid of these regulations. And they're getting ready to undo Dodd-Frank, I believe, in the next week or two. Uh, Paul Ryan, believe it or not, is bringing up a, a bill on that to get rid of and Dodd-Frank. And that will rock so, because that, that, has, that has choked the cash flow to small business. You want to watch the economy really pop. I mean, you just can't. It's they have done so many bad things, and, and again, it hurts the little guy. <laughs> it's just they right. always try to help the little guy, and then it hurts the little guy. And if you try to have yeah, a conversation who about cares it, about the I mean, little guy, funny. right? That's not your business. You didn't exactly. build that. Someone else made that happen. Well, and this is the thing that there was a really good article about how you know the big business is. Well, who just wrote this thing? It was fantastic. It was in the hill. And it was the administrative state is is you know is is partnered with big business because big business loves regulatory and they love regulatory where the rights to be heard are so thin and so expensive so because it clears the playing field of innovation and small and so when you're through the gate and you become big when you're little Facebook but you become big Facebook suddenly you can sit there and go. Oh, we're fine for litig- for, for uh, regulation because you know what they, they've got so much market power they can just tack it onto the bill. Exactly, it keeps, it keeps people from coming. That's this whole net neutrality thing. It's like never believe a government program with a sweet name. Usually, it's a kiss of death. You know, absolutely it's all true. Cost the, a fortune, uh, and the big guys can can afford it. Yeah, uh, the Affordable That's, Care Act. Well, we know that that was not affordable. Uh, <sighs> the defense. The Defense of Marriage Act, well, we know that that undid DOMA. Uh, You know, the Employee Free Choice Act, well, we know that that's card check. So you're absolutely right. And their newest one is called the Honest Ads Act that they want to to pass because of uh, Facebook and everything. Well, all that does is crush conservative voices on all of social media, including candidates, by the way. Well, I mean, and it, it cracks me up because the irony is it's such an extreme. Okay, like look at these idiots at Saturday Night Live. They're off yeah. the chain. <laughs> they're just off the they chain. Are. They really are. Like, yeah, and and they're so they're so smug, and they know so little. And they and, and and only in this country could you land in a pot of money like that, and then still be dumb enough to bite the hand that feeds you, which is the country that built that opportunity. You know, and they get there and they get – I mean, I just think – I hope that we get to save those tapes and show these idiots. I mean, this isn't like watching Johnny Carson 40 years ago. These people are hopefully will be embarrassed in 30, 40 years that they were such obnoxious, obnoxious, entitled young idiots. You know, they could pull this crap because it's damaging because people actually listen to those fools. It's terrible. Yeah, and and you look, you look at it – wait, real quick um, – I want to I want to welcome to the show um, Alex Malosky. M- how, how are you, Alex? A radio show host and uh, state director of Arizona for FairTax.org. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Uh, good to have you on. Um, I'm glad you called in. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, a wide variety of different things. Um, uh, jo- Josh Bernstein is on right now. I don't know if you know Josh. Um, he he, hey, he hosts his own show as well. How you doing, Josh? 
I'm doing great, man. Great to have you on. And then we have uh, we have Michael we have Michael Doherty on as well. He's a cybersecurity expert, entrepreneur, and best-selling author. And uh, Alex, you're um, you're on Patri- the Patriot 960. You're on uh, KFNX 1100, and you're on KQNA 1130 AM. Correct? Yes. Yes. I guess I'd like to. Uh, so you're with Francis, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, hey, got to give the Italians some business, right? You're with Francis Pataglia. I know Francis. He's uh, he's an interesting character, shall we say. I was on KFNX 1100 uh, a couple of years ago. Francis is uh, certainly an interesting character. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Very, very nice. Very nice. Because Alex knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. He's been good to me, though, so I have no qualms. Very nice. There you go. Very what nice. can I do for – so what are we going to talk about now, guys? What's on the agenda? So, so Alex, I, I want to, you know, Alex, I want, Josh, I want, you know, I want to get to Alex, but Josh, I want you to, um, you know, give us some updates, Josh, give us a little bit what's going on. You know, you, you know, you, uh, you, you have some new information. Uh, you always do when you, when you call in on Thursdays, I just want to kind of yeah. get some, uh, get some of that from you, well, Josh. Yeah. First off, I'll tell you this. My source is in Washington tell me that Lisa Page and uh, James Baker uh, resigned immediately uh, basically because Christopher Ray took them apart in his office and said, you need to resign immediately. And they said, well, why? And they said, because the inspector general's report is coming out and it is extremely damaging. You need to go now so we don't have to battle with you in the next couple of weeks when it comes out. I am hearing that the ultimate report that's coming out from the IG is so damaging that more than likely it should end the Mueller investigation that minute. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but it is that damaging. Uh, James Comey is going to be implicated. Uh, Lisa Page, Peter Peter Stroke are going to be implicated majorly. Um, Andrew, uh, what's his name? Uh, Weissman. Oh. Yeah, well, no, McCabe already was done in the first phase, the 39 pages that were released a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this one is going to really kind of show a lot more about the Hillary Clinton investigation, including new information. As a matter of fact, uh, Michael Horowitz was supposed to testify in front of Congress and the House Intelligence Committee, I believe, uh, Wednesday, and it was postponed because new information and new whistleblowers have come forward in the past week or so that are adding to the investigation, and that's why it was postponed. So look for this report mid-June to even the first week of July. Uh, It is going to be absolutely explosive. And I'll make a prediction right now. I believe Paul Manafort's uh, indictments will be dismissed, and possibly the 13 Russians that they indicted, they will also be dismissed. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's something. And, and, you know, and, and I can't wait for that all to happen because if you saw Trump today and how giddy he was and how much fun he was having, just wait. Because he ain't going to let – he ain't going to – he is going to unload on them – like you have never seen. <laughs> oh, it'll be awesome. Oh, he, oh, yeah. he really is. Uh, without, without you know, one of the things. 
One of the things that I heard, and this is from way back in the beginning of his presidency, he made a deal, according to a couple of high ups in the Trump administration that I know, he made a deal not to prosecute Hillary Clinton that night if she was going to bow out gracefully and not contest the results of the election. And they made that agreement, which is why uh, John Podesta came out instead of her, because she was too, cry- you know, too busy crying and coughing from her, you know, uh, the uh, emphysema that she has and everything else. Um, now, what happened is that President Trump was trying to keep that agreement going. And what he did is eventually when he put Jeff Sessions in control, he told Jeff Sessions not to go after her. However, in the last probably six months, he has changed his tune because she couldn't control the hard left and control the hard left by saying to stop going after him for everything. So what, ha- what basically happened is the greed of the hard left has gotten to the point where it's so bad that now Trump is going to go after not just her, but many of these other deep state officials. Our only problem here is time. We are so close to the midterm elections that I wonder, because you got to look at Jeff Sessions, and I believe that he's compromised in a lot of ways. He's not appointing a special prosecutor when he should be. Even based on the recommendations of the House Select Committee on Intelligence, they also recommended it. But instead, what did he do? He hired this guy, Huber, the attorney in Utah, and apparently this guy is in Utah. He's not in Washington, D.C. How the hell can he see what's going on? How can he subpoena people? How can he do a grand jury if he's in the confines of Salt Lake City? So you know that that is a sham investigation. So what I worry about here, guys, is that the clock is going to run out. We're talking 2018. These crimes happened in 2012. And all of a sudden the midterms come around. God forbid we lose the house. And all these people are going to go free. That's what I'm worried about, and that's why Sessions is so dangerous. Is this just interjecting for just a few seconds, guys? This is Alex. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex. I want you to talk. Yes, yeah, please. Professional courtesy usually says after an election that they don't go after their opponents. So I guess that is exactly what happened. But if we know Donald Trump, he is also a man who knows how to work the media. There's timing on this, mm-hmm. too. If he wants to wait to put something out, you wait till you know, a week or a few days before, if you're in a state like Arizona, you know, where it matters that, that the ballots go out to people. Otherwise, you wait until later and, uh, you know, right before the election. Because remember, some nasty stuff came out about Donald Trump, whether it, true, whether it was true or not, or whether it was said jokingly uh, about grabbing something. But that gave people a chance to think about things like I did. I said, wow. That was pretty crude. I would never say anything like that, but Donald Trump did. But then I had time to think about it because it was 30 days before the election, and I was still going to vote for the guy anyway. But what, 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 what came out is I was able to say, you know what? I went to school with some guys. They spoke kind of crudely, but their actions were much different than their words. They said it for shock value. They said it for whatever value, but that's not how they necessarily acted. Donald Trump knows media. He knows that came out about Hillary before the presidential election, five days before. That really harmed her. Mother Nature, you know, basically got Barack Obama elected over Mitt Romney. So what I would say is I think it's more of a timing thing, but uh, we do have to get out if you are supporting Republican candidates or any kind of a candidate that you, you, you want to support against the, uh, the, the liberal Democrats. But uh, 
I think that we're not in as bad shape as you think, but we can't be apathetic at the same time. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, well said, well said, Alex. And you know, I, I'm, um, you know, these mid midterms, and I, I want to mention this to everyone. You know, Josh, Alex, and and me and my, Michael and I were talking about this earlier, but um, the midterms. A new poll came out yesterday, and as of uh, last week, the Democrats were up by like twelve percentage points, and now this week. They only have – they're only up by three percentage points uh, in the midterm polls. So uh, it's like Republicans are, like, right there with them. I mean, it's very close with um, – you know, it's, it's not the, the blowout uh, that everybody was once saying it was, you know, the big blue wave. Well, from your lips to God's ears, I hope that's correct. If I was the Republicans, I wouldn't worry too much about the Senate right now. I would put all the uh, resources and money into making sure, making sure that that yeah. house does not turn blue. Um, you don't want Nancy Pelosi, Bella Pelosi now yeah. at the gavel. So um, we've seen that nightmare. We've seen that horror show in the past. We certainly don't want to see it Jesus. again. So they need to do yeah. that. And I would put reinforcements in the state of Texas because I believe the Democrats have a one-state strategy. Turn Texas blue, and that's the end of the country. So yeah, I would put resources. Oh, yeah. Well, you'd yeah. be surprised. Houston is now, very, now, very blue. San Antonio is pretty damn blue. And even Dallas is starting to change, unfortunately. So I would put reinforcements in Texas. I know what you're thinking. Texas is total red, but it's changed. A lot yeah. of those big cities have changed. All right, gentlemen, it's been over an hour. You mentioned Nancy Pelosi. I'm going to step off. It was great talking to you. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's mid, it's midnight here in Georgia, and, and you said the P word, and, and I want to sleep and not have nightmares. So uh, don't, you, don't, do, don't do that again. <laughs> it's been Alrighty. good talking to you. All right, guys. Absolutely. It was, it was a pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Take care, buddy. i got to have you back on the show. I'll, I'll be there, man. Anytime, buddy. Okay. See you. Hi, man. Take care. All righty. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Michael Doherty, everybody. Um, you know, but, you know, Josh and Alex, what really concerns me right now, you know, is we just saw President Trump get all of his, you know, get these three prisoners, you know, back before he even sat down with Kim Jong-un. I don't know any president that could have done this. I mean, this is absolutely remarkable. And I agree. The, mainstream media, the mainstream media is not even giving him the credit he deserves. Absolutely does deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. Not that it really matters. I mean, the Nobel P- Obama got it for doing nothing. Um, so, I mean, right. you know, I, I've always kind of viewed the Nobel Peace Prize as you know, kind of a left – uh, wing piece of you know equi- item, but you know that, that I, I you know he, he it's it's sad though the credit he's not getting, and for the Iran nuke deal, I mean that the fact that all of these people were you know especially on the left you know Alex and Josh especially the people on the left these people wanted to stay in a deal that. Let the leading nation in terrorism have access to nuclear weapons and basically 
for them to call, you know, for, for them to have all, you know, the power over us and, you know, us enabling their radicalization. Uh, and we all know with the Obama administration, you know, he, he brainwashed the American people, said this is a great deal, this is what we need, this is great leadership. But it, it benefited the pockets of Obama and his cronies. And, you know, and we all know Obama's a Muslim and, you know, Iran. I, I don't know if, you know, if there was some sort of religion. Relig- you know, there's so many weird things in the whole deal. I'm so glad he abol- Trump abolished it. You know, it was for the best interest, but just the left and the opposition, it's scary what, what some of the, the ideology has come to. Yeah, absolutely right. Go ahead, Alex. You haven't talked as much. So. Well, it's because I was driving and I just got back to one place. It's time for dinner soon. <laughs> we work late sometimes, even in Arizona. But uh, um, yep. what was I going to say? Not the 12 o'clock staff that you were doing over in Georgia, but um, – uh, you know what? I, I think it's unprecedented what has happened. Just the fact that Kim Jong Un, who, who won't do anything or commute with anybody or has a connection with anybody left and right, uh, actually sent back uh, the people he was holding prisoner um, early before the meeting. So that's something very telling. But I think Trump has done, as a businessman, he's done what so many people should have done so many ages ago. Is that the way you control bullies uh, are people that will try to pull power over you or carry, you know, is he did his number one job and he did it doing it in a way that he knows best because he's a businessman. Right. Number one job of the president is to protect the people from those who would do his harm and then punish those. Well, he's protecting those that would do his harm and he did it by using his skills by economic sanctions. And that's what you do. You threaten economic sanctions. When you have the power, you use the peace through strength methodology which is basically what he's doing, mm-hmm. you know, Ronald Reagan's methodology of putting it on steroids, and he's getting things done. I mean, it's amazing. He's keeping yeah, his campaign promises. Absolutely. What word do you want? Somebody who keeps their word. Absolutely correct. Yep, you're yeah. right. And I would add this. He's actually using the art of the deal, his book, his best-selling book. He's using he strategies from that book. If you haven't read that book, you need to read that yeah. book because what he's doing right now on the geopolitical scale is textbook art of the deal, you know, showing strength, knowing when to walk away from negotiations, being bold enough to go in and say we're not going to do this because it doesn't benefit us, knowing when to walk away, knowing when to uh, show force and back away, kind of like he did in Syria. So he's using the art of the deal. Believe it or not, the president of the United States is using his own book's tactics to help solve problems on a geopolitical scale. Now, that may scare the hell out of the left, but it shouldn't scare any of us on the right because we get it. We understand that this is not a politician. This is a smart business mastermind who is using the power of manipulation and sales theory to solve geopolitical problems. Well, let's go backwards and step backwards a you know, couple hundred years also, gentlemen, is that uh... – didn't, most of our founders were businessmen, some very successful. They understood mm-hmm. also that, you know, we're a free market capitalistic society, and that's, that's why we're the greatest nation on God's green earth, man, is because we're allowed to do that, because we're allowed to go out and pursue, you know, our dreams, because we have the liberty to do this, because we have the freedoms to do this. He just takes what he knows and what he has mastered over his lifetime 
and is doing what we so desperately need because, you know, you see that the government's gotten mm-hmm. into bigger power and taking the money away from us, and all he's doing is, uh, you know, taking what he knows and trying to return the power to the people and using his power and the power of the, the first string to uh, enhance other, you know, people around the world that, but, you know, therefore, you know, try to do things that wouldn't be too helpful to the United States of America. Yeah, absolutely. That's very well put. Alex, anytime you want me on your show, by the way, uh, just let me know. Um, I can spend 15, 20 minutes anytime, you know, whenever you, I don't know when you do your show, but uh, if you want to do anything, I can cover any topic. It doesn't matter what it is. I can cover it all. Yeah, I'll tell you what you're going to do for me. You're going to do me a favor. Well, I'm going to ask you to be able to to do a segment for me uh, sometime or another, but what I'll do is I'll let you take over a segment, okay? Sure. So you, yeah. You whatever you want. I mean, I'll I, give you, I'll give you the I've done over a thousand radio interviews and fifty to seventy-five television interviews. So, you know, yeah, I'm pretty. And, and now nice. you've interviewed me. <laughs> What's that? Um, yeah. Now you've interviewed me, the big Polak from Arizona, right? <laughs> uh, I haven't been on well, your I show, actually, but I, you know, I got a buddy of mine who's on the nine sixty. I don't know if he's still there. Chad. He's a he's a, um, a mortgage guy. Chad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Chad Chadwick Burns? Burks. What's his I name? Think, right? Burke. Chadwick Burke. That's right. Yeah. 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 I worked with yeah, Chad yeah. years ago in the mortgage industry before I got into broadcasting. So Chad knows was me he, very well. Chad, I know Chad very well. Was he doing it? He was doing a show with, um, what's his name? Um, he had a show with another co-host, right? Or no? I'm, 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 I'm me? Me? Years ago, man, 2013. Yeah, 2013, actually, I had a co-host a long time ago. John, John, and I'm not Josh sure. Sounds like you guys, Josh, sounds like you guys have similar mutual friends, huh? Yeah, I know everybody. I mean, I you know, I'm not trying to brag, but obviously I know a lot of people. I've interviewed well over 800 different people. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I've crossed paths with lots of different people. Um, so right. yeah, but I do know Chad because we were in a mortgage, uh, we worked in the mortgage industry together for, uh, Arizona Prime One Mortgage Corporation. This was way back when, 2004, 2005, 2006, when the market was real strong. And, uh, so I knew him from that and we were actually, you know, buddies way back then. And then when I got into broadcasting, I didn't even know that he was doing anything on, on radio, and then I found out, and I think he interviewed me a few times or something. So I don't know. It just was a, a funny thing because I knew he was on 960. So, right. Hey, right. I, you know what? I, right. I do want to. I do want to ask both of you, Alex and Josh. You know, something very important. You know, one of my main headlines tonight was, and you know, I haven't really got to it much, but the whole John McCain thing. He really needs to go. I mean, he's already planning his yeah. funeral. He needs to he needs to retire and let the the people of Arizona choose who gets that seat because this is uh, totally unfair. And in a sense, I think he's maliciously holding this hostage because he want he, he wants to be very careful. He wants to be very careful of who he gives his power to. I totally agree with that. And Alex, I'll let you comment on this too. But I would say this that the Republican Party of Arizona, I don't know if they're listening, but they need to not only censor uh, John McCain, but they need to recall him. I would have a special election, force him down based on his health uh, conditions, and I would have Governor Ducey appoint Jeff DeWitt to his Senate seat and then have Jeff DeWitt run for his Senate seat 
in in the you know in a in an election after that we would get a solid solid conservative in the Arizona Senate if we did something like that. What are your thoughts on there, Alex? Uh, well, you know, I ran against Jeremy in the last cycle. Um, I, here's the thing: I, I think there's more that goes into this than, than, than just the idea of what you know, wishing that you know more people would step down, you get the right person back in office. And I'm a huge fan of Jeff Dewitt too. I, 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 you know, thought he might have been a great candidate for U.S. Senate running in this election cycle. I, I, I think I know what's going on. I mean, and I can just speculate. Or don't, you know, uh, if you have John McCain step down right now you will end up having two elections at the same time for the U.S. Senate. And you will absolutely mm-hmm. lose one of the Senate seats because cinema is maybe considered the one in the lead right now if you just did her head-to-head with everybody who's in the Republican Party who's running for U.S. Senate. So that is going to be a very mm-hmm. tough race. But considering Arizona is about 30% independent, independence, I think, if they're not really decided one way or the other, they might say, you know what, I'll vote for one Republican and one Democrat. In that case, you're going to get one Republican and one Democrat, no matter who you run up against them. So that, I believe, might be why John McCain is still in office. I think his health may not be that good. You keep hearing about people coming and visiting him. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't step down right after the deadline uh, of that date, and that would probably be June 1st or May 30, after May 31st. He would probably, I'm guessing, will step down and say, Thank you. Um, my my time is done here, and then that is when Ducey would appoint somebody. That's my guess. Is it true? Yeah, um, and you know what? You're probably. There. I think that's that's a pretty smart uh, way to look at it too. What what I worry about is that you have a situation in which Cinema at this point isn't spending any money. She's the front runner. You've got this Deidre Abood Muslim lady, but she's not going to do anything. So you basically have no. Kirsten Cinema. And then you have the Republicans tearing each other's throat out with, uh, you know, Arpaio and Ward and and McSilly, as I like to call her. And so you have these three, and I worry that McSilly might win. And let's just say, for argument's sake, she did. Now all of a sudden you've got an establishment Republicrat against a hardcore communist who pretends to be a populist. And it's possible that the Arizona electorate would be fooled. And they would vote for Kirsten Cinema, and she would win. I worry about that. Uh, on the other hand, you've got Kelly Ward, who seems conservative, although I don't know. There's something about her that fan. seems a little disingenuous too. So it's hard yeah, to say know, whether or Josh, not she quick, would be solid. Real quick, yeah, Josh. Real quick, there's, there's something off about Kelly Ward. I don't think she says who she says she is. That's just my belief. But keep going. Yeah, and then you have Sheriff Joe, who's you know, eighty something years old. Big I, I, fan. I, I, he's he's a he's a he's a good guy. He's a great patriot. He would be the one that I would want to see, obviously. But I worry yeah. with the you know the anti illegal immigration stance, which again I support. Don't get me wrong, but it's also the Department of Econ- not uh, Economic Security, the Child Protective Services. And those scandals that happened a few years ago, I just don't know if he could win in a general election against uh, Cinema, and I worry about that. Even though he would be the best candidate of the three, so it's like, what do you do? Do you get stuck with Martha McSilly and you get another establishment person in there that you know can beat Cinema, or do you roll the dice with a 
Ward or an Arpaio who more than likely can't beat her. That that's the problem I see in Arizona. And I hope I'm wrong. Well, here, but I'm typically not. You know, here here's what I see. And, and Arpaio is a good friend of mine. I I was just at his office last week, and you know, I I, I admire the guy. I, I you know, him and I can talk I love for Sheriff hours. Joe. He's great. And, he, and he, he's been on my show many uh, many times, a couple times. And uh, I love having him on. Um, each time he's been on for two hours, each each interview. So I he always you know has so many stories to tell. His novel is a resume. It's unbelievably amazing. And you know Sheriff Joe has dedicated his his life uh, you know to Arizona. And and mm-hmm. I just think I really think you know and I, and I've seen in the last couple of weeks some polls where his favorabilities are the highest out of. Uh, McSally uh, and uh, Ward in terms of popularity, in terms of, you know, having the name status, having that, you know, recognition and resume that people know of for so long. So I could see, I could see Arpaio getting there. And he's made it clear he wants to do one term and then he wants to pass, pass the wand to somebody else. He just wants to be there you know, with his friend, President Trump, and he wants to be there for the people. And, you know, if you think about it, Arpaio gets there in November, you know, he wins, wins general election, and then Trump is there for exactly about another six years. So Arpaio would be leaving when Trump's leaving because Trump will do two terms. We know that. Trump will get reelected. But, um, you know, I, I just I see I, I just see Arpaio having all this momentum, especially with his fan base, and then you got all the Trump supporters that are coming out for Arpaio. You know, and there's a lot of Trump supporters that I talked to lately that were supporting Kelly Ward, but then they found out Joe was coming into the race, and then they went over to Joe. So you know, there, there there's a lot of there, there's some interesting things going on. Well, look, whoever wins that nomination, I'm going to do everything I can to support them. I'll endorse them. Yeah. I'll have them on the show. It doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, you know, Kirsten Cinema is is just a absolutely deplorable and communist right. woman. Uh, you know, she really yeah. truly is. I mean, if you look at the Communist Party USA, they thank her every May in their magazine, in May Day magazine, <laughs> as being a supporter of the Communist Party. So. She comes around and tries to say that she's some kind of independent or, you know, this uh, populist figure. No way. She's not. Alice, I want to get your take. I really want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, I would say in this race that, I mean, Martin McSally probably has the, has had a great chance of raising money. Because I know a lot of yep. the She has a lot. Her, she has raised a lot of money. Joe has something yeah. that nobody else has. And so if anybody ever worries about him being an 80, you know, six-year-old first-term Senator, well, how many first-term U.S. senators have such name recognition for Fox News and every other news wanted to be? So that I wouldn't worry about. He'll be able to get a lot of things done. He also won't have to really search too far to get the right answer. But another great thing about this, if he did win the primary, uh, people would jump on and support him. And, you know, that we're not backing the other people because, you know, he has been very kind to the other candidates in this race. Um, I haven't hit it. I've said that I am a, you know, Joe Arpaio supporter because he's a friend of mine. I met him when I was running on my campaign and he said some of the wisest words to me, you know, just, I mean, you know, about Alex, one thing if I can tell you while you're running this race and running around the state, 
Instead of just yeah. talking to the people, listen to them. And also, also, yeah. this is very important. Pay attention because you're going to meet some very amazing people out there. And you really, you really want, you don't want to miss out on that. And, and I took those words to heart and I really did meet some great people and I've kept in touch with them. Um, that's the kind of guy he is. And I'll tell you another funny side story with him because I, I hang out with Joe every once in a while too. I was actually just in his office. I think it was yesterday morning. <laughs> But, uh, he's so genuine. Joe, I, I, I see him all, all the time. He's such a genuine and funny guy. I love him so much, man. Do you know what he said to me? And this is something that really told me about the man's character, really told me about, yeah. you know, because I've, I've had most of any odd lies that have been told about him explained very easily from, from by other people. I'm like, oh, duh, like green baloney. He said green baloney because yeah. it just looks green sometimes from the angle. Any baloney <laughs> does. And I'm like, you're right, it does. But you know what he said to me? I made a joke because somebody had done something, and I said, oh, well, all those dancers, all this fib. And he's like, don't ever lie. He thought I was serious, and I was just kidding. He said, don't ever lie, Alex. They'll come back and get you. Yeah. Don't ever lie. And I was like, you know what? I told him I said I was only joking, Joe. But it it meant something that you know you kind of kind of get a lot of a person's character when they take something like that so seriously. So I thought that was very yeah. very telling about the man's character. And I don't know about you because you just saw him. You know, people talk about his age sometimes, and I really shouldn't probably bring it up. But the man has more energy than most people I know. I mean, I had exactly. a exactly yeah, guy. The guy <laughs> The guy has energy like a like a like a person like me. I mean, the guy go, is at it every day. I mean, he he works like crazy. I mean, he doesn't stop. Yep. I mean, he he has the same mentality and you know toughness and work ethic as Trump does. He really does. I guess yeah, it's he, being he's born on they both share the same guy. Maybe it's being maybe it's being born on Flag Day that does it for him, right? I don't know how they're both. Are they both but on I, the same day? Same yeah, they share the same birthday. birthday? Yep, they share the same birthday. Shame birthday. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I but, never uh, knew that. No shit, I didn't know. Nope. Oops, no oh, kidding. Absolutely. absolutely, I didn't know that. Um, but guys, I am. You know what I was going to say is I, I saw all, all, all Sheriff Joe. I just recently saw Sheriff Joe and Kelly Ward uh, when I was the MC for the Arizona Patriot Rally out there in Glendale. Um, yeah. And uh, you Kelly, I introduced Kelly. And then Sheriff Joe showed up, and he came up to me, and he said, hey, when am I going to get a chance to speak? And I wasn't really in control of who's speaking when. There was people behind right. the scenes that were doing that. And mm. I told him when he was speaking, and he said, hell no. He's like, I want to speak right after her. So I was like, all right, well, let me see what I can do. And then we had one other speaker, and then we brought Sheriff Joe up. So, you know, I got a chance to see him and meet him. I mean, I've met him a couple times, but that was the last time. That was just in uh, – when did I do that? I think it was in February. Yeah, it was in February when I emceed that event. Um, so it was good. It was you know, Mark. it was good, it was and, and Kelly did well. The only one – yeah, the only one that wasn't there was Mar- uh, Martha McSilly. She wasn't even there. No, she was not. Um, she ran does. against my want, good want, buddy want... Chuck Wooten. Does anybody know who Chuck Wooten is? Do you know who Chuck Wooten no. is? No, no I'm not Chuck sure Wooten is an air. But guys, I'm yeah, he's an air force. What are you saying? Both very much, Take Captain. Care. I was just saying I have to jump oh, off right go. now because I've been out. Oh, all you got to get going. I'm going to have a little bit of dinner right. now, but I appreciate you guys so much, and I really, I'm having fun, so I, I really don't want to leave. But I know, I know the missus is going to say, "Come on." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, Alex, Alex, any, uh, now, let, any, now, let me know when you when you want me on. I'll, I'll be happy to do it. We'll do. Appreciate you guys. Okay, okay. Alex, any, Alex, any announcements you want to make? Feel free. 
Oh, she's gone. All righty, we we got we. Uh, Alex is gone, but uh, we want to thank Alex uh, for coming on the show. Alex Malosky, uh, State Director of Arizona FairTax.org, and you can hear him on the 960 The Patriot KFNX. 1100 and KQNA 1130 AM. You find him on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud. I am still here with Josh Bernstein of the Josh Bernstein Show, which you can now find. You can find on Amazon. You can find on Hulu. You can find on YouTube. You can find on various uh, different media outlets. You've seen him on Infowars. You've seen him on Fox. You've seen him involved with Breibart. You've seen him involved with Washington Examiner. You've seen him involved with Conservative Tribune. You've seen him all over the place. He's done a lot of different things. Uh, glad to still be with Josh. We have about 15 minutes left. But, Josh, I do want to ask you a few things. Yep. Um, sure. You know, it, it, it was announced today, which I think is fantastic, the top five ISIS leaders were killed. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did hear that. That was fantastic. Uh, apparently they had a app that um, fooled them. It was for uh, – Telegram, I think it was, or something like that, and uh, they basically uh, caught them because they used this fake app, and they got their uh, coordinates, and they captured them, and they killed them, actually. Amazing. Amazing, man. I mean, you think about the – look, I mean, look at what Trump's doing. Look at all of this. Every single It's amazing. Thing. It's no credit for it. And, and, you know, no all the media wants it. to talk about is Stormy Daniels. Yep. Yeah, I know. And it's almost like the more absurd they are, you hope and pray that the people can see the disconnect between the successes and what they're yeah. reporting on. Because the people eventually are going to be like, hey, I was watching CNN the other day, and I noticed I didn't see anything about the three Americans that were released. I wonder why. Oh, that's kind of weird. You know, the people that don't I mean, pay have- attention to politics. Yeah, and we have 2.2 million people as of now, fewer people on food stamps under Donald Trump. A new report came out today. 2.2 million fewer people on food stamps under Trump. And we literally uh, have jobless claims at a 48-year low. Um, the unemployment rate, uh, you know, is at the maybe the lowest it's ever been. I mean, we have black unemployment at an all-time low. Hispanic unemployment has hit uh, record low numbers. Um, I mean, we, we have all of, all of this. I mean, it, it, it's remarkable. It truly is, and he's not getting credit for any of it, certainly not in the mainstream media. He's not. Uh, no. You know, people like myself and you and many others that are the only ones that are really telling the truth and telling the the people, the the right news and the right information. But the regular media is just burying it because they cannot allow him to be successful because if he's successful, then they're not successful. And it's really, unfortunately, just that simple. And they will lie, cheat, and steal in order to defame, deflect, and obstruct this president and his agenda. And you're absolutely right, 100%. And whatever they can do, and isn't it absolutely shameful that he only has about 30% of his administration uh, confirmed? I mean, by by this time, Obama had all his people, if I recall, in in and confirmed. But they want to keep stalling. They want to keep messing with our president. There should be regulations. Absolutely true. On this. There should be time. There should be time frames 
on, you know, when they have to decide by when they have to, you know, they shouldn't just be able to stall. It, it, you know, they have too ma- they have too much leniency in the in the you know when they're when they're making their decisions. Like they get, just get to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, and I would say this: think of all the successes that he has had already with only thirty percent of his staff. Could you imagine if he had yeah. a full staff, how much more he could actually get exactly. done? It's actually miraculous that even with the yeah. staff that he has now, he's been able to accomplish yeah. this much. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really want to ask you um, real quick, I just want to announce real quick, this is great. Uh, border deployment uh, leads to arrest of 1,600 more illegal immigrants. So, there, you know, the border enforcement is constantly uh, on it. I mean, ICE is doing a fantastic job. Um, important thing I want to, you know, uh, mention as well, the Justice Department has invited today Devin Nunes and Trey Gowdy to view the classified Russia investigation info. Now, do you know much about that? I'm sorry. The, the Devin Nunes and Trey Gowdy were invited to, to the FBI to, to, view, to, the, to view. To, to, the Justice Department invited Devin Nunes and Trey Gowdy uh, to view the classified Russia uh, investigation info today. Um, I haven't heard well, any report, updated reports, but I know they yeah, were looking. I can tell you. I can tell you why that was done. The reason it was done is because, believe it or not, this Justice Department is harder Rose to get information from. Listen, harder to get information from than Obama's Justice Department, and that's coming from yeah. Tom Fitton who I had a chance to meet in South Carolina when we were both speaking at the South Carolina Tea Party Coalition Convention. He actually said in his speech then, he said that it's easier, it was easier to get information from the Obama Justice Department than it is from the Trump Justice Department. Now, you think Jeez. about that for a second. Number one, you've got Rod Rosenstein, who basically runs the Justice Department. Uh, Sessions does not really run the Justice Department, even though he's the Attorney General he recused himself a long time ago, and he's allowed Rosenstein to basically run it. Rosenstein is a deep state operative. So they are uh, stonewalling Devin Nunes and his investigation into FISA abuses. Look, the House Select Committee on Intelligence has already ended their uh, Russian collusion investigation. Now they're on to the real investigation, which is the FISA abuses and Hillary Clinton's emails. And what has happened is they have been stonewalled by Jeff Sessions' Justice Department. So they threatened that they were going to have to hold Jeff Sessions in contempt. So I guess this was a compromise. Instead of holding Jeff Sessions in contempt, they then invited him down to the Justice Department and let them review some of these, uh, you know, these documents because they had to lie and say, well, you can't have these documents because you know they're uh, they would jeopardize national security, which we know is absolute bull donkey. Yeah, you know, and Jeff Sessions is the biggest weasel, and he's and he's uh, he's not a loyal individual. He doesn't back up the freaking president because you know what? Right now, Jeff Sessions could fire Mueller and end this whole thing. Even Rudy Giuliani said. Jeff Sessions could end this thing if he really wanted to, and Jeff, but Jeff Sessions is backing down. Jeff Sessions is yeah. staying quiet. He should have never recused himself. That's suspicious from day one, the fact that he did that. 
And, yep. you know, I, I, you know, do you see Rosenstein uh, going pretty soon? I mean, do you see, I know the Mueller thing, I mean, it, it, there's even a federal judge that came out last week and called out Mueller and his bias um, yeah. investigation into Manafort just to, so they could get to Trump. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think that when this Michael Horowitz's Inspector General report comes out in the next couple of yeah. weeks, I think that that should be the final nail in the Mueller witch hunt. Yeah. I really do. Uh, I think that there's going to be enough uh, evidence, uh, an insurmountable amount of evidence that would really show that the crimes were done by you know the left and by the Democrats and by you know the seventh floor, as they call it, of the FBI and the Department of Justice, I believe at that point, that's when, you know, this will end. However, do I think that there's going to be prosecutions of these people? I, I don't know. Um, I, I would say at say. this point, I would say at this point, the scapegoat more than likely is going to be Andrew McCabe. Uh, I think you can clearly see Andrew McCabe spending anywhere between four and seven years in prison. However, I think Hillary and Comey and some of the others uh, will get probation. Uh, they're not going to you know, community service. They're they're not going to see the inside of a jail cell. I'm get I, I'm just saying if I had to guess, you know, Lynch and and Clinton and Comey and all them, I don't think that'll happen. I do think though Andrew McCabe is going to go away for at least a few years because of the severity of lying under oath and, and what he did. So I think that they always need a scapegoat. You know, look, Eric Holder was never held accountable for, for uh, Fast nope. and Furious. Instead, they, nope. you know, they held uh, some attorney generals, local attorney generals in Arizona and I think in California, and they ended up uh, losing their jobs and being fired. So, again, this will be another situation where one person's going to die on the sword, and I believe that that person is Andrew McCabe. But I will tell you this. Look for Lisa Page. Um, I don't think so, at least at this point. I mean, anything could change, but at this point, I doubt it. I, I, I think if I had to be a betting person, I would say that Andrew McCabe is going to be the one that is actually going to see prison time. Uh, I don't believe the rest of them will. But, again, hopefully I'm wrong on that. Page. I'd love to be wrong on that. I, I was going to say Lisa Page. Page. Look for Lisa Page to be the one that cracks and starts singing like a canary. She doesn't want to go to prison. She's uh, distancing herself from everybody. She's lawyered up like you can't believe, and she will flip. Guaranteed she will flip. Oh, oh I, don't, I don't doubt it. I, I, I don't doubt it one bit because, I mean, you look at – um, you look at you look at the severity of this, and you know this is no joke. They thought they truly thought Hillary was going to win, and they were going to never going to have to deal with the consequences. But now they now it's all coming out. I mean, it's um, mm-hmm. but the fact that well, go ahead. If this sob wins, we're all going to be swinging from effing nooses. Hillary Clinton and election the, but, night and and the. And the fact, yeah, and the fact that these, I'll just love seeing Hillary in a courtroom and Comey in a courtroom facing a judge. I mean, they, they, you know, at least mm-hmm. there'll be uh, some sort of justice served, you know. Uh, well, they'll plea bargain. It's, look, as I said, you know, the way these things 
cash out, unfortunately, is one person takes right. some type of fall. And the reason they do that yeah. is so that they can say, see, justice was done. So what happens is the right. swamp isn't right. necessarily ever going to be drained. It's just that the no. swamp monsters are going to go over into the kiddie pool. They're going to get out of yes. the deep end, and they're going to hang out in the yeah. kiddie pool where you can at least exactly. see the bottom. That's what's going to happen. Right. You know, but uh, it, it's um, – you work it – it's the, the – in the next – in the coming months, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to everything that everything we're going to be – We're running up against the clock. It, it, it really – it truly is. I mean, look, if we get nine Senate seats and we hold the House, even by two or three, you know, uh, House seats or something – yeah. It's a, a whole different ball game. Then you're right. Then I could see more prosecutions, actual real prosecutions. But if we, God forbid, lose the house, forget all these prosecutions. They're never going to happen. They're never going to happen now, at that point. Now, now, I really want to get to something very important. I want to ask you about the Republican primaries this, uh, on this, of the candidates. What, what is your, um, you know, uh, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Well, it's very interesting, you know, this Blankenship guy who actually came out of prison because he was found uh, uh, gross negligence or whatever and had 29 people die under his watch uh, in some of the mines in West Virginia. He put out this absolutely powerfully scathing ad in which he called Mitch McConnell cocaine Mitch and and his China family. Were the words that he used, and uh, he called him the head of the swamp monster, and this and that. Anyway, long story short, this guy starts Blankenship. He starts rising up in the polls, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's going to win!" So then Trump gets involved, and Trump says, "Remember Alabama, folks," and he literally put a squash on this guy's momentum and said, "Vote for one of the other two guys." Well, what ended up happening is the conservative businessman actually won yeah. in West Virginia, and this Blankenship guy ended up finishing a distant third. So in some respects, it's good because that means that yeah. – and by the way, the Democrats were putting hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even as much as a million dollars into Blankenship's campaign secretly because they wanted him to win knowing that he couldn't win the general. So in other words, they were hoping that he was going to win kind of like a Roy Moore situation – so that right, they could win the right. seat, and that's been exposed. So the right guy won. West Virginia is going to be hopefully uh, a Republican switch uh, because I think the people aren't going to vote for Manchin again. I think uh, they're going to go for this conservative businessman. So that was a definite yes. plus. But what's interesting is that the increase and of Republican turnout was quick. You know what I will say real quick, you know say real quick though? I I don't like I don't like any Democrats, but Manchin was one of the very few that I thought was okay sometimes because he he would go on Trump's side with most of Trump's agenda. He was one of the very few Democrats that you know was was loyal in that regard. Mm, yes and no, it's not really. Point. I, I mean, he didn't help. To, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He didn't help to repeal Obamacare all those times. No. You know, no, he, he voted he with did, the Democrats. He, he, um, he, he voted for right. gun control. So, look, there was a lot of things that uh, he didn't vote for the tax cut bill. You know, there was a lot of things well, that he was to the left on everything. So hopefully the people of West right. Virginia will realize that, not be fooled 
by oh, his I'm not pseudo a fan. I'm not, uh, independence I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of Manson. I really, I really yeah. do think so that, that this businessman will win in uh, in West well, Virginia. Well, I hope so. Pat, 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 I, I do. I, I hope so. Yeah, I believe that is his name. Yep. And do you think? Okay, so yeah. He, and then Braun won. Uh, there was another guy, Doc, uh, Braun. I can't think of his first name, but so you know, the, there's definitely some good developments. As a matter of fact, they said that in all four states. The Republican turnout was way up from 2014 yeah. and 16, or mostly from 14, because again, this is kind of for midterms. But there was a big increase in the Republican turnout, which uh, which was really good. I forget which state it was, but one of them was as much as 68 percent, which is a huge yeah, well, increase. Yeah, I, so I read I read numbers hundreds and hundreds of thousands extra uh, from them from previous yeah. years. Exactly. So, yeah, so and that's really so good, talking, especially in a state like Ohio. Yeah, yeah, we're talking large statistics. Um, so we, yeah, we we've got some, to take out Sherrod Brown. Oh, we do absolutely. That guy, that guy's a that guy's a menace. That guy is a uh, he's Total a, a from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have about a minute and a half left. I want I want you to uh, give your yeah. Now you've got announcements. Um, we lo- yeah. I love having you on the show, um, as always. But, uh, you know, uh, go ahead. you got the floor. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm the national spokesman for AMAC, the Association yeah. of Mature American Citizens. We are that conservative alternative to AARP. And for folks that want to learn more about us, they can go to amac.us, or you can call toll-free 888-262-2006. Again, 888-262-2006. Tell me you heard Josh Bernstein, their national spokesman on the Rory Souter Show, and we'll even give you a free membership, absolutely free for one year, just for mentioning my name or the Rory Souter Show. And uh, Rory, hopefully you can put this on your page as well, this free offer. But folks, uh, when we lobby on behalf of Washington and Congress, it is to provide seniors with more power, more control, and of course more freedom in their health care choices and decisions. So even if you are an AARP member, which hopefully you're not, because you probably wouldn't be listening to this show if you were, but if you are and you just want to try something different for free, feel free to go to amac.us or, again, call toll-free 888-262-2006. And also you can find my show on Amazon. Uh, Just go to amazon.com, put in the Josh Bernstein Show, or you can download my free app on Android or iPhone. Perfect. Well, well said, Josh, and always a pleasure. Uh, sure. We'll have you on the show, back on the show next week. All right. Looking forward to it. All right, everybody. Josh Bernstein, everybody. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Josh. No problem. Take care. Take care. All right, everybody. I want to uh, thank all of our guests for tonight. I want to thank uh, Michael Doherty. It was a pleasure. Josh Bernstein. And I also want to thank Alex Malowski. He was awesome to have on. All three very successful guys. Um, what a great show, though. Uh, thank you for all my audience for tuning in. Um, I will be back with you next week. Um, I'm Rory Sauter. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless. Cheers.